0: Good evening. As usual I like to start with something funny and a story. So a pastor had a burden about a young person in his church and so pastor want to convey the message to him. So he preached the message a Sunday morning. Imagine that pastor is Pastor Steve and he want to preach to the young man who is me Nitin. Now, pastor preached the message and the young man came in front and said, Pastor, that message was so good. I wish the people around should understand that. He never thought that his message is for him. And he was just thinking that that message is for the other people. The pastor got discouraged. He was like, when he will understand that God put that message in my heart specifically for him? One again, fine Sunday. It was a storm and a rainy day that Sunday. So that day only that man was there, and the pastor was there. So pastor again got okay. Now he's the only one. Now he will understood. So pastor again preached that message with different verses so that the message should hit his heart because he was the alone one sitting there. And the message was over, and the pa- and that guy came to a pastor and said, "Pastor." That message was so good, I wish the people who need could have been here. <laughs> so that's what it happened many times, you know. God gives the message to pastor's heart because it is needed for the people and it's very necessary for us to be into the church. And then to, to let that message get into our heart, to examine ourselves, where I stand for that message. What what do I need from that message? You have not, we all are not coming here because we got used to that. No, we come here, we want to learn because we are in the work in progress, right? Praise God. Okay, let's move to the message. Uh, If you can open your Bible with Romans 1.14. Romans Uh, 1.14. We will... uh, Talk about this beautiful verses from Romans 14 to 16. I have three points for you. I will read it for you, we'll pray and then we'll get into the message. Paul says in Romans 114, I am a debtor both to the Greeks. Did I read it right? Yeah. It's so funny because I just practiced that word because my English is not that good. So I was pronouncing as a debtor. <laughs> and It's so funny that I am going to preach and then I don't know how to pronounce that, but God sees my heart. (laughs) I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at the Rome also. And verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the g first and also to the Greek. Let's pray and get into the message. Father, we love you. Thank you, my Lord Jesus, for this wonderful evening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for making me capable to share your word, my Lord Jesus. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for giving me this thought and the word. Uh, be with me as I share your word. Give me the word my Lord so that in everything you should get glorified. Touch my heart my Lord Jesus and all the people who are here. Thank you again for this church. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. See I want to bring you to your notice the three words which we are talking. The first word in the Roman 1.14 is say I am a debtor. The second I am ready. One, that is Romans 115. And the third, we will discuss or we'll talk about not ashamed. You, these are the so wonderful words that touched my heart when I was reading my Bible. So let's get into that. So when the word debtor you know, it, in uh, in Greek, it's called as ophiolitis. It means an oar. That is a person indebted, figuratively a delinquent. Morally a transgressor against God a debtor which owed sinner a higher definition for that word is the one who owes another a debtor or a one held by some obligation bound by some duty and one more good definition for that is one who owes God penalty or whom God can be demand punishment as something due that is a sinner. The first question, the first question here is, Paul says, I am a debtor. As we know, he's the greatest Christian who lived on this earth. And he says, I am a debtor. The question is, are we also a debtor or not? See, I'll give an example. Say, uh, uh, imagine at your home, you have the bank, right? Around you, you have your bank accounts. You have your accounts, you go into that bank, you have your saving account or uh, uh, whichever account you have. You know all the thing about that bank that does not make you a debtor. Unless you get a mortgage or loan from that bank, that's make you a debtor. Just by having your account into the bank does not make you. The same way many unborn Christians have the knowledge of the God. He knows everything the way I was before. I was not a debtor. The moment God saved you. The moment you are born again. The moment God saved you. From the wrath of God which is coming from the bondage of the sin. That's where you get debtor. That's where you have obligation to the God. What Paul says over here. Imagine brother Brian want to purchase one house. A million dollar house. He don't have the money. He goes to the bank. Where he is having the account. He get a mortgage. A bank pays in behalf of him to the owner. And that's where brother Brian. Or someone who is taking the mortgage from the bank. Goes in debt with that bank. We are also saved. God intervened. He died on the cross for you and me. To save us from. The hell. God has made us free from the sin, from the bondage of sin. That's where Paul is talking. I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He also mentioned this in Romans 8 12. Romans 8 12, he says, I'll read it for you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. To live after the flesh. He also mentioned in Romans 15.27. It had pleased them verily. And the debtor they are. Now it says. See. If the Gentiles. I believe which are we. Have been made particles of the spiritual thing. Their duty. Their duty is also to minister unto them. In carnal things. So he's is here. That if God saved you, if you got saved, if you are a born again Christian, by default it's obligation, your duty to serve God. See, once we get a mortgage from some loan, a bank don't have to remind us, hey, make sure you pay your EMIs. It's by default you will know that I have to pay. You make sure your account has the sufficient amount so that automatic deduction which takes place goes in the right way. If you have insufficient balance, then you are in a problem. The bank don't has to remind you of your duties that brother 20 years you have to repay. No, by automatically you know because you are in debtor or you are adept with the bank. The same way... When God saved us, when God saved us, when we are born again in his family, we should not forget our duties to serve God. See, understand, salvation is not just getting into heaven. It is just one of the byproduct or one of the, I cannot say the word, I mean how I cannot define into the word, but let's stick to the by-product of when you accept Christ as your savior. Do, see, otherwise, as soon as you will have got saved, God would have taken you to the heaven. Salvation is that your connection with the God has been restored now you are connected to him you got an access to him you can talk to him you became his children the immediate benefit of that is the restoration of your relation with God and when we get in in relation with the God your father we are obligate to perform our duties. Unless and until we are deterred, we will cannot do that. If I preach this message to someone who is unsaved, it does not make any sense. Because no, you are not deterred. So why should I ask you for the further duties? First, you need to be born again. See, in the example of the mortgage, You are not going to repay you will not have that obligation of the emi because you are never take a loan so once you have that is naturally it should be inside that i want to serve my father because you know he saved you from what you will not know what is hell is if you don't know what heaven is once you know what heaven is then you know what you are saved from what? And then you will be ready to preach the gospel. Because in see once you know if you are a debtor. Romans 1 15 what it is says. So as, so as much as in me I am ready. The first was if you are a debtor. The second obligation are you ready? Are you ready to preach the gospel? See, it's so interesting for me, when I study, once you get in relation with the God, you want to know more and more and more about Jesus. If you do not have that thirst, if you do not have that hunger, my friends, we are going in the wrong direction. You just miss the track. You are just waiting to go into the heaven. As I said, that's not what it is. So when I was understanding this, it's so wonderful for me to know that we are built, we are made up of three things. One is our body, where you can identify, this is Brother Bill, this is Nitin, this is Pastor Steve. Second is our soul, that is with your emotions, your identity. And third is our spirit which is already dead because of the sin which was done in the garden of Eden by Adam. Now as soon as we get saved, God restores that relation. So basically he put you back into the same condition as Adam was before his sin. Now you have the body, you have the soul and you have the spirit of the God but understand one thing though it's free for you it cost him his own son it cost him his one only one son to die for your and my sin to get crucified on the cross so that he can restore that relation between father and us see the debtor is the one who is always ready to share the gospel. Of course, it has the prerequisite. And I think brother, there are many and one of that brother John has taken into. Uh, he already preached on uh, our uh, Bible study today to live a sinless life. These are all the prerequisite to be ready to preach the gospel. If you are not taking care of our own sin, how we can save someone? Or share the gospel who can save someone from their own sin. First we need to be holy so that God uses us to share the gospel. So being hing being ready does not mean I am ready to share the gospel. Ready means are you holy? Can God use you? Can you be a serving vessel where God looks? That hey in that walmart there is one person i can use him in that target or kohl's there is one person he's my son i can use him that god sees that that there is my serving vessel and here is one who is searching god can god use you when he says when paul says i am ready to preach the gospel See, when in everything what we do, in everything what we do, is there something that needed for reminding us because of our nature of forgetting maybe. Like let let me give you an example. For your bills, for the next month to pay, you may be having one checklist. That hey, I have to pay this bill. I had to pay telephone bill, mobile bill, my electricity bill, my gas bill. So many things you must be having hanging on your fridge so that you do not forget. Let me ask you this. And also when I preach you, I am preaching myself first and then to you. Do I have the list of the people for whom I pray? Do I have the list of the people to whom I have already shared the gospel? And now I need God to convict them to get saved. Do I carry the burden of my church in my prayers? If this is our church, do we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters or pastor, our needs? The people who need a physical physical healing? The people who are in problem, do we carry the burden? Are you ready? Am I ready or not? I am a debtor or not and when I am ready I need to perform my duties. It is so easy for us to get involved into these worldly things and forget our duties because there is a constant force against us who is trying to divert us from our duties. Let me give one good example when I thought I was not ready. Last week, when my wife and me went to the Walmart, we was waiting for the online order pickup and I saw there was an old couple waiting ahead of us 10 minutes before and we started talking. It already in my heart, right? I understood that I need to share the gospel to her. But the thing is that I was not ready. What is that means is, see, understand, people are so much busy for nothing, I should at least have a track in my pocket so that I can leave something in her hand so that I can pray after she left. The track of the gospel was in my car. So my wife has to be engaged with her till the time I run and get that track and share to her. Because see, that was an opportunity and when you, you have your heart, you will know. God sees your heart that you are a serving vessel. You are ready or not. You can share the gospel or not. He sees that. That's where the opportunities comes. But then you know what? I wasn't ready. Because I can talk to the people. But based on how the situation, if they are ready to listen... Because gospel is something no one wants to listen. You talk to them for the whole world for an hour. They will listen to you. But as long as you start telling the gospel. Hey, do you know the Jesus that offends them? Right? So you definitely need to have the track. A gospel track which our church has in our pocket. Hey, listen. The people are giving you the bill. Give them the track at least. Right? Give them the track. Your job is not to convince us. Hey, put in your pocket. Tell them, hey, read it. Hey, there is a Bible plan to heaven. I wasn't ready. I realized that I have to run, get the... I'm just sharing an example of what happened to me in last week. Before that, when I was in Coles, it was only me and that, that woman who was sharing her born-again experience as a heart attack. I realized she don't know what, what Jesus is or she don't know about salvation. Though I shared the gospel with her, I realized I don't have also the track, though she heard. I went back into the car, I got the track and gave it to her and invited her to the church. That's our duty. Now if she comes, she read. Of course, if if you ask me, yes, I have to pray for that. That God, whatever I have shared with her, the track which I gave it to her, I pray to give her the heart that she should read. Are you ready? Are we ready to share the gospel? Or are we are so much busy in our world. That we don't see a dying people around us. Or you have your friends and family around you. They are all are saved. Still you have the role to play. In that case also. Right? There are many. God says. Preach the gospel to the whole world. Are we ready if you are a debtor? The second point was, are you ready? Let me ask you this. When did was a last time? Okay, let me ask myself. I beg to God to save someone. That God save that person, convict him. I have already shared the gospel with him. It says in Luke 1941 and when he was come near talking about Jesus when he went to Jerusalem he said Luke 1941 when he was come near he beheld the city and wept over it. When did we cried about someone a one person? Your God the father Jesus Christ wept he cried for the people when is that we wept when we went to the kneeling down and asked god we beg god god save that soul for your family members you love when did you beg god to save his soul to convict him jesus cries for jerusalem acts 20 19 the same paul said serving the lord with all humility of mind and with many tears because the heart of the people is so much stony. You need to have the power of God in everything. You have to beg God, you have to wept, you have to cry, God, convict him. Psalms 129. If you can turn over there, Psalms 1, sorry, Psalms 126. Psalms 126, 5 and 6. They that sow in tear shall reap in joy. And the verse 6 says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. My friends, we don't know who needs that track. We don't know who is there, who is searching for God. Our job is to just share the seed. And to pray for them. It says, so wonderful. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. When a farmer, back there in my uncle is a farmer. When I read that I was visualizing him. When he goes for the farming, once the ground is ready, he takes that seed. And you just throw like that by hand because we do by uh, manually work. He don't know which seed which is falling on the right ground. And will give the crop to him. He just. He is just believing. The same way when we if you don't sow, how the how is the person is getting saved will get saved. If they never heard. How they will know. About Jesus, we have been asked to be a witness to the people, share the gospel. We have very limited time. I don't know how much time personally I have in my life. I don't know if Jesus is coming this evening or tomorrow. But either of one will happen soon. And the time will be over. Once you go into the heaven. Let me ask you one thing. Which is the one thing that. We will not do on the heaven. When which we do and we are obliged to do over here. Is sharing the gospel. This is the time of salvation. I want to ask you one thing last. Paul says. In Romans 16, when he say, I am a debtor, I am ready to preach the gospel. And the last one he says is, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Are we ashamed of the gospel of Christ? You say, no, I am not. <laughs> See, we will talk, if I give you any topic, and many topics you guys like, I like. And we talk about that because we like that. We like that. That's why we talk about it for R&R. It can be a political subject. It can be a game subject of any of the around problems. We talk because we are not ashamed. If you are not sharing the gospel, it's reason because we are ashamed. How can I say that to someone? Will he get offended? Will he listen? Looking to him, I don't feel so. No, 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 this guy. No, no, I don't think so. He will. Look at him. That's all the devil who plays with our mind. God sees everyone's heart. But most importantly, he sees the heart of his children. That's you and me. That do we have the desire? Are you ready? Are you ashamed? Are you sharing the gospel? See. It is so interesting. Our ministry, everyone is called to be a minister, a minister to God, to serve Him. We are elected for His office to serve God. And our ministry starts not inside the church, inside the church all are Christians. Our ministry starts once we go out of that parking. See, understand, you have the car, you go to the gas station to refuel it not to drive it around the gas station you refuel it and then you go outside the city and you do your work the same way when we come to the church we renew our joy of salvation we get spiritually filled. we understand our duties to perform when we go outside of the church our ministry start outside of the church Here everyone's our Christian. The real challenge is when we go back out, when we deal with the people, our friends, our family who are dying, do they see a Christian in us? Or he just like the same person as me? Are you ready? Are we ready? See, our heart, I'll give you one thing, okay? Our heart, when God changes it, when we get saved, he took out our stony hearts and give us a heart of a flesh. Let me tell you one thing. That heart is not compatible with the worldly things. Do you think many Christian, a born again Christian, lives a miserable life? because the compatibility is not there. You have trying to fill it with something where your heart does not like. If you guys know and you prayed about my journey about Chicago, I'll tell you my example. When I went to Chicago, I was excited about it because that's the first time when I saw the US, I saw the big, big buildings That was like every poor Indian's dream to be in US and in 2008 when I was there you know I was so much excited about it that I cannot believe that I am in US that sometime I have to pinch myself. (laughs) Oh I am in US. This is what I saw in movies and everywhere when I was a kid and right now I got this opportunity. Now when I left US 2011 and it is 10 years now. When I got this opportunity and I want to show that Chicago where that all the places, the building, the place where I walked to my son and my wife and I was excited about it to go there and I was like okay I don't know what will happen when I go after 10 years how how will I feel and all. I spent thousand dollars to get there and plan everything but I went once I went there I realized it's just okay. It is just okay to be there. Nothing I missed. Then I was thinking then why I was so much of this that I have to be here. And you know what? The reason was. This heart is filled with Christ. Nothing that excites me. Without Christ. That's where I realized that the peace and the joy, let me tell you, and I'm not lying to you, when I sit on the Sunday night or or especially on the weekdays, and when I hear the message of many of the good pastors online, and when that touches my heart, that excites me. That excitement I did not get when I spent thousands of dollars and went to the Chicago and saw that 36 building, that did not give me when I sit on my couch and hear the message. And then when it goes into my heart, that excites me. Now already I am on that excitement. How can these worldly things fill my heart? Because my heart is compatible with God. For the godly things. When pastor asked in the morning Isaiah twelve two, he asked us to read. I ask, ask you to read Isaiah 12.3 now. It says, I will read it for you. Therefore with joy shall he draw water out of the wells of the salvation. Not the wells of this world. When you try to fill the water with the wells of this world. That's where our life becomes miserable. You can be a born again Christian. I can be a born again Christian. But still living a miserable life. Because he says he draw out the water out of the wells of the salvation. You know this Bible, a wonderful Bible. Where Jesus is the king and the hero. Satan is the devil and the villain. The theme of this Bible is the salvation to glorify God. And he says draw water of the wells of the salvation. See, at last, we are done here. I want to ask you one thing. As we talked about, we are a debtor, as Paul said. If we are, then we should be ready. And we should never be ashamed. Remember, there is a judgment. I'm not talking about the white, I'm talking about the judgment of the born-again Christian. This is not the judgment of the eternity, but this is the judgment of your eternal rewards. Are we ready? If God takes you right now in this evening, are we ready? Was we working? Was our heart working? Was we carrying the burden? Was we begging to God? Did we share the gospel to the people? At the last, I will ask you one question. We are done. I know most, Mostly all are a born-again Christian, are the saved people. And I know God is a resident of your heart, right? God is a resident of your and my heart. Let me ask you this. Is God also a president of your heart? If God is the president of your heart, then you are always ready. You are always ready to share the gospel. You are never ashamed. You will see the dying soul. And you know your duties. You come here, you renew your strength, you go out, you act like a Christian. People sees you. God sees your heart. He brings the people in your path. You have to be ready if you are deterred. You shouldn't be in a shame. I shouldn't be in a shame. God is should not be only the resident, but the president of my heart.
1: Praise God. Thank you, Let's stand at our seats with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. A good reminder. And boy, I tell you what, that's, I was just talking to somebody, I don't know, a week or so ago. And I think that, um, you know, what has to be a focus, if we're going to be what God wants us to be, is righteousness and witnessing. Those two things ought to be the focus of everything that we do in our Christian life. If we're going to be useful for God, our focus has to be on righteousness and on witnessing. If you're right with God, you will witness. And if you start witnessing for God, it'll make you want to be righteous. And I think that's exactly what this is about. If you really have a desire to witness for Christ, you're going to be ready. Right? If you really have a desire to witness for Christ, you're not going to be ashamed of it. If you have a desire for righteousness and holiness, then it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be hard for you to go out and witness for Christ. It's not going to be hard for you to be ready to share the gospel. And you're going to realize that there's a lot of people that need Christ, right? And that we are debtors to those people. Good message, good message. Father, we thank you for the message tonight. I pray that you'd just use it in our hearts. I pray that if you've spoken to our hearts, and I believe you have in a lot of ways, God, that, that the Holy Spirit would prick us to make a decision to make some changes where changes need to be made. If, if, uh, if you put certain people, specific people, on our hearts through the message, God, I pray that you'd help us to... Uh, to do our duty and to be ready to share the message of the gospel with them whenever we are given the opportunity. And God, I pray that you just help us to make the decisions that we need to make tonight. Well, Thank you for what you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. As the piano